Hey everyone, I'm Gabrielle Santiago and welcome to Living Revelations Podcast. We're here to help you find God real in everyday life. We will be talking about how to hear from God, how to have a relationship with Him, and what it looks like to walk into your God-given purpose as you do life with God. I want to invite you to take life a step at a time closer to Christ with us. This is Finding God Real in Everyday Life. Hey guys, this is Gabby. Thanks for tuning in. So today, I want to talk with you all about the joy of the cross. So as we get into, you know, Resurrection Day and we have this time where we get to really honor God and what He's done for us on the cross, although we should always be honoring Him and remembering what He's done for us on the cross, I I do want to take some time today to talk about the joy of the cross. You know, and obviously it was so much that Jesus had to bear. You know, and what we read in the Bible where when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he was sweating blood. Like that's how much the weight was on him. So it wasn't an easy task for him to carry the cross, to go through the sufferings. But what I want to highlight is the joy that Jesus had, right? The joy that he had as he bore that cross. And the reason why I want to talk about that is because we also have to remember that not only did Jesus carry his own cross, but that we as followers are also called to carry our own cross. Jesus tells us in Matthew 16, 24, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. And so we all have our own cross to carry, but it's so important that in the midst of suffering, in the midst of pain, that we don't lose our joy because we read in scriptures that Jesus bore the cross with joy. Hebrews 12, 2 says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so Jesus endured the cross because of the joy that he had. And you might be asking, well, what is the joy that Jesus had in bearing the cross? It was the reward that he would receive after his crucifixion, which is us, right? Because because Jesus, you know, bore our sins and died on the cross, we now, His people, have eternal life and we get to be with Him. And that's why He has so much joy in bearing the suffering because He knows that the reward that is coming will far outweigh the sufferings that He is experiencing. John 3.16, I want to read here. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And verse 36 in that same chapter says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. So Jesus, He died on the cross for all of us. But we now have to make that choice to believe in Jesus with all our heart and make Him our Savior. And when we do that, we receive eternal life. And so when you think about it, like, yes, Jesus had to suffer so much. He had to go through a suffering that even his own father abandoned him, right? Jesus says on the cross, Father, why have you forsaken me? And so even though he went through so much suffering, the reward of us becoming reconciled back to him, having a future, that means the world to Jesus. And we have to remember that he loves us so much. You know, Jesus calls us his bride, his children. And when you think about it, the the two most people that you love in your life are your children and your spouse. And God chose to use those two words to describe us. Those two words that, that we can understand what deep love is, like God chose to call us those two very things. And so for Jesus, the joy was so worth it. It was so worth it. 
And as we talk about the Lord, I also want us to think about our own walk with God because we're, we all are gonna go through sufferings. We all like, you know, the verse that I mentioned before, Jesus says, if you wanna follow me, you must deny yourself and carry your cross. But we have to understand the joy that we get to carry our cross, right? Number one, we get to see and understand Jesus more through our own sufferings. In Philippians 3.10, Paul says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. And so Paul was basically saying that he wants to know Jesus even to a point of knowing his sufferings. And so when we suffer, when we bear, when we choose to bear our cross, when we choose to put others first, when we choose to take the hard path, you know, when we choose to humble ourselves, when we choose to go through persecution, those things allow us to know Jesus in a deeper way that we can't know unless we go through suffering. And so that's one reason why we can have joy is, you know, we get to know Jesus. But the second thing too is to know that on the other side, there's always a greater reward, you know, that is greater than the suffering that we are currently experiencing. And we have to realize too that we're all victorious. You know, Jesus said at the cross, it is finished before he took his last breath because he knew that once he takes his last breath, there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. The only thing that can separate us is ourselves choosing to not want God and to continue to live in sin. But that day, Jesus knew that nothing could separate us from his love. And so no matter what hardships we go through, we may be defeated in this world, but guess what? This world is temporary. There's another world that is coming, right? The new heavens and new earth and Jesus is coming back and we will get to be in our glorified bodies and we get to rule and reign with Jesus. That's our inheritance. And so no matter what we go through, this life is so temporary. We have to start living with an eternal mindset. And I pray that as we approach, you know, resurrection day, that we really do have an eternal mindset, knowing that this life is temporary. You know, the scripture says to fix our eyes on what is unseen, because for what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I love Romans 8, 18. It says here, I, um, Paul says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. How beautiful is that? And so I wanna encourage you, whatever you're going through, to continue to look forward with hope. Because as long as you continue to look to Jesus and look with hope, you're gonna be able to endure the suffering with joy. That's my prayer is that you would do it with joy. And I love today, you know, one of my leaders in my church mentioned this and, and I love what she said. She said, many times we focus on what we're sacrificing, but we're not focusing on who we are sacrificing onto. And it can be so easy, you know, even for me to complain and to think about the sacrifices I'm making in the season. But instead, I want to change and renew my mind and say, I get to do this for the Lord, right? And so whatever you're suffering, suffering, you know, Jesus even says, if they persecuted me, they will persecute you. But we get to rejoice that we get to be counted worthy to suffer for his name. That's how the disciples live. That's what the scriptures say. They counted it worthy to suffer for Jesus. And so we get to also say, wow, I, get, I count it worthy that I get to suffer for his name, that I get to represent his name and get to know him in a way that is intimate. You know, to know someone's sufferings, like, it's, it's an intimate thing. When I think about, you know, like when we go through life and we have sufferings, we don't typically share that with everyone, but we share it to those that we trust and that we want to grow close with. And so for those that God is inviting to step into a deeper level of suffering, it's an invitation of intimacy with the Lord. I want to switch our talk now going back to 
the reward, the joy that Jesus experienced in his own suffering that he had to go through. So I want to read in Isaiah 53, verse 10 to 11. It says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus, to bruise him. He has put him, Jesus, to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. So what is this passage saying? It's saying, first of all, it pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus. Why? Because he knew that, you know, through Jesus, through through the offering of Jesus's life, God would receive us. And the same thing for the Lord. It says it, it brought him pleasure as well. Right, and it says here in verse 11, he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. Even Jesus was satisfied. Yes, he had to give up his soul and his life, but he knew that it would be to see his seed, which is us, and that it would be prolonged forever. You know, we get to have everlasting life, eternal life. What a gift. And it's just amazing to see the Lord, you know, how much he loves us. And I pray that you continue during this time to ask God to give you a greater revelation of how much He loves you, to really fix your eyes on eternity. That's something that I've just been pondering more, and I always encourage this in every video and podcast, but read Revelation, the book of Revelation. Try to read it weekly, even if it's just one chapter, because it helps us to be eternal-minded. It helps us to look forward to the future. It helps us to be able to have hope so that we can persevere with joy. You know, now every time that I have the opportunity to give of myself to my family or to others, like I count it joy. You know, because Jesus makes it clear that if you love me, you will obey my commands. And there is no greater love than this, than to lay your life down for another. And so it's when we learn that this pleases God, it brings us joy to be like, wow, I get to carry this cross. You know, and the same thing with Jesus. You know, he did it for us, but he also did it for the Lord. Right? He told God, like, lift this cup in the, in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, lift this cup away from me. But then he says, but not my will, but your will be done. And so Jesus was all about doing the will of the Father. And I pray that we too, would, at the end of the day, just be like, God, I just want to please you. And that that would be our ultimate joy is to please him. And we have to know too, that just as Jesus experienced victory as he took on the cross, we too will experience victory as we persevere and take upon our own cross and walk in the way of life, which is Jesus. I love Colossians 2, 13 to 15. It says, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, meaning we were not in Jesus, we have not been circumcised by the Lord, God made you alive with Christ. So even though we were dead in our sins, he still made us alive in Christ, right? The moment Jesus died on the cross, he died for all of us which means that again, when we believe Jesus is our Lord and Savior and accept Him and make Him Lord of our lives and live in Him, we become circumcised and we become alive, alive and not no longer dead to sin. Why does the scripture say dead to sin? Because when Adam and Eve sinned in the beginning, right? The Bible talks about that, that unfortunately they took upon the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And that moment they died. God already said, if you eat of this tree, you will die. And so because we're born from Adam and Eve, we too are born into sin. Therefore, we are born into death. We're destined to die. But when we are in Christ, 
His Holy Spirit is in us and He will raise us up, right? Romans 6 talks about it, that the Spirit that lifted Jesus up from the grave will also lift us up and resurrect us. And so like, this is what it's talking about. Like we are now made alive in Christ. So again, this is why Jesus took upon the cross of joy. He knew that you and me would come alive in Him. He says, He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Jesus took upon all of our sins, everything, and nailed it to that cross. And now it's like, yeah, we may have owed a lot for the, to the Lord, you know? And I know for me, like I've done so many things, aside from being born into sin, I've done a lot in my past. But again, I get to see how Jesus took upon it so mercifully. You know, he gave me and you salvation out of his love and grace, out of the riches of his love and grace. And it says here, continuing in Colossians 2, and um, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And so what is this where he says he has disarmed the powers and authorities? He's talking about the devil and the enemy, right? The moment Jesus died on the cross and overcome death, he took the keys of death and Hades. That's what Revelation says. He took upon that. So now we no longer have to experience death, but we get to be overcomers in Christ. Christ says Jesus triumphing over them by the cross. So again, why Jesus bore the cross with joy? Because he knew that through the cross, he would overcome the enemy. And so same thing with us. Like, yes, we may have to go through sufferings, but we get to overcome the enemy as we step into that. And the good news too, is that we have the Lord's grace. Right? We have His grace to help us to go through these struggles. It doesn't mean that's going to be easy, but we'll have the grace to go through them. We'll have the ability to go through them by the power of God. And you know, going back to what I mentioned in Romans 6, where it says, the Spirit who raised Jesus up will also raise us up, the resurrection power. If we have resurrection power in us through the Holy Spirit, how much more power will we have to overcome the struggles of this life? you know, to overcome the persecution that we may face, the, the, the things that we have to do, basically the cross that we have to carry. You know, we have the Holy Spirit to empower us. And how do we receive that grace and power? By faith. We receive it simply by faith. Romans 8, 11 says, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. So I love that. We have his spirit living in us and we get to have joy that after this life, there's so much more greater things. Isn't that wonderful to just know that, you know, like we don't have to live hopeless like other people where once death happens, that's it, you know, but now we get to look forward to heaven and we don't have to dread hell, which is where we do belong, right? But Jesus, out of his love, he bore that cross for us. He took upon the cross and died for us. And lastly, I want to I want to end with this verse. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-5. Paul here writes that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Basically, you know, the Old Testament prophesied that the Messiah would come and die for our sins. In verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. This is the gospel that Jesus died. He was buried, but then he rose. 
right? When we read, you know, the the synoptic gospels, we see that the tomb was open, that his linen garments that he wore, that he was covered with, were literally folded in his tomb. Like this is reality. This is not like a fairy tale. And so we get to see, you know, we get to see Jesus and, and have true hope. You know, this is not like hope that's like, I really hope this happens. This is a hope that is going to happen. We just haven't seen it yet, which is why it's called hope. And I want to encourage you all, no matter what you're going through, take upon joy, right? Jesus took upon joy because he knew that he'd be sitting on the right hand, you know, of the Father and have access to us. And that's where he is now. He's no longer dead. He's alive. Jesus is alive forevermore. Revelation 1.18, Jesus says, I am the living one. I was dead and now look, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys of death and Hades. And so this is our destiny, guys. We get to live forever. So I wanna encourage those that are listening, maybe you have given your life to Jesus, but you've lived apart and you're like, you know you're disobeying God. I wanna encourage you to stop and get your life back right with God. You know, the things that you may not want to obey God in, maybe you just wanna like live life the way you want. You wanna have these temporary pleasures. Understand that if you're not willing to bear your cross and deny yourself, you are going to suffer. And the, the temporary pleasure that you're experiencing now is not gonna be worth the eternal damnation that you're gonna have apart from Jesus. So I encourage you all, take upon your cross, be willing to deny yourself, knowing that it's gonna be worth it. Like, yes, you feel the pain now, but you're gonna have joy in the morning, literally. You know, and God promises in Romans 8 that he works all things for the good of those who love him which means that we will also see his goodness in the land of the living. Now, we don't have to just even wait for eternity, but even now we will see his goodness. And the only way for you to see and taste his goodness is for you to take that step of faith and obey him. And I feel like there are some of you guys that are listening that need to get your life right. And so I pray that you, that you don't think this is coincidence that you're even listening to this, that you really take it seriously. Because again, like what's coming, eternity, is so much more longer than our 80 years of life here on this earth, if we get 80 years. So I encourage you all to live with wisdom and give your lives to Jesus. So I wanna pray for you all. God, I thank you so much for every single person listening. Lord, I just pray, God, whatever they are going through, Lord, that you would strengthen them, God. Lord, and as they look upon you, God, may they take upon your joy that you had when you bore the cross, that we too may bear our cross and follow you, God. Lord, I pray for those that need to get their lives right. God, that they would get their lives right. Lord, that you would also give them the grace and strength to say no and, and to repent, to turn away from sin and to say, I am living for you and only you. I feel like some of you guys need to just make that declaration over your life. Like, I choose to live for Jesus. Lord, let that be so for every single person listening, that they would stop whatever they're doing and turn back around and look at you and follow you, God, because you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. So bless every single person listening. Captivate their hearts, God, this week, Lord. Give them greater revelations of how much you love them and help them to see and have an eternal perspective. Help them to fix their eyes on not what is temporary, but on things that are eternal. In Jesus' name, amen. So I pray that you have been blessed by this teaching. I pray that you would continue 
to look at Jesus if you already are, and if you haven't, that you would turn around and look. And I pray for all of you guys to be able to have that eternal perspective. And so if you have been blessed by this, please write a review if you're listening on the podcast. All you have to do is go to our homepage where all our episodes are at and scroll all the way down and write a review. Um, this also helps us to reach more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, you know, write a comment. And you're also welcome to, if you have any prayer requests or if you want to share a testimony, please email us to at info at livingrevelations.com. And lastly, if you have been blessed by our podcast, by our videos, please also consider giving. I've mentioned this every time because it matters so much. Even if it's $5 or $10, that goes towards our team to continue to produce these you know, resources, this content. You know, We are also wanting to build Bible studies as well for so many people around the world to be able to study the Bible. And so all these things require money. And so your giving helps us to continue to help others find God real in everyday life. So you can give at livingrevelations.com slash donations. God bless you all, and I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Hi, my name is Taylor. My name is Clara. Hi, I'm Kathy. Well, my name is Iridia. Revelations has sown a seed in my life by just being a community. By first bringing a community that's kind of just all over the world, getting to be surrounded by such a community with like people who have such a fire for the Lord. The Lord really put me into a place of faith and showing me what it really means to serve Him. I have been so blessed to get so close to a couple of the girls that are in the community. I grew up in the church, but I wasn't really living my life the way I am now for the Lord. I'm just so thankful that we're all able to pray together, worship together, read the Word together, study together. Living Revelation has also helped me to zone in to the calling that God has over my life. I'm very much planted and I'm, I feel God really just um, bringing me to different uh, levels in my life. I hope that you can all also feel like the same kind of um, blessing and help through a Living Revelations or even through Gabby. So thank you so much. We have seen the greatest transformation in the girls we disciple through our online Bible studies. Our online Bible study is a place where we dive deep into the Word, learn how to grow our relationship with God, and build community. We have had over 140 girls from over nine countries be a part of our online Bible studies. Our podcasts have had over 16,000 downloads. Our social media posts are reaching 120,000 people weekly. Our blogs, too, have reached around 17,000 people, hitting almost every continent in the world. We are looking to raise $30,000 this coming year to produce study guides to help others study the Bible, to build a team to produce more media, and to expand our online Bible studies and conferences. Our goal is to transform lives to love Jesus. You can give and partner with us today at livingrevelations.com slash donations. enjoy this podcast and are blessed check out our blogs at livingrevelations.com and follow living revelations on facebook and instagram don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast to others if you've been blessed see you all in the next podcast